Precious Holy Spirit, precious Father, precious Jesus, wonderful Godhead gift. Gift you give to us every day is the assurance that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. The longer we live, the more those words are the song we sing because this is the hope we live by and all that is really true. Thank you for being with us today here. Manifest your mind, manifest your presence, which is your glory, your beauty, your wonder. We know you're going to do this, so we want to say in advance, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 1939, September. Uh, England had just entered World War II, and they were just about to enter, enter the fight for their life. Not just the fight of their life, but the fight for their life. Some of you feel that way sometimes. Individually, personally, there's a war going on over you. Things are happening and you just don't know what to do. I would suggest that what King George VI suggested to his people on that December of that year in 1939, that we do the same thing ourselves. We take this poem that he read on that day, in, on Christmas Day, looking to the new year, looking to the year of uncertainty. He read this poem. This was given to him by a young daughter of his named Elizabeth. And you can imagine who she became in time. She soon had a queen, the name Queen Elizabeth in her place. So she knew her daddy was going to give this talk. She was aware of what was going on. And uh, so she said to him, I think this might be a good poem for you to read to the people of England. And so here's that poem, a portion of it. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness. Put your hand in the hand of God. That shall be better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth, finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night. And he led me toward the hills and the breaking of day in the Lone East. The reason I'm here, the reason you're here and you've taken the risk of being here is because you believe and I believe that Jesus reigns. Satan is a broken foe. And he may threaten you this coming year with all kinds of things, like uh, you're stuck. Look how old you are. Look at the financial needs you have. Look at the broken relationships. Look at the losses. And he gets us to look at something other than Jesus on the throne. Other than darkness that's not dark According to Psalm 139, even the darkness is not dark to you, right? For the darkness is like light, the scripture says. I don't know if you've ever been in a dark place. I don't just mean a dark place on earth, but a dark place inside. Nobody else knows it. Isn't it lonely? Isn't it crazy? doesn't seem possible that we could be in a world with a great big crowd of people and yet be alone. And so in the new year, this poem that was read to a whole nation by their king said that the only way to handle the darkness being stuck is to do something that is very abnormal. People have the feeling, show me the money. <laughs> you know, 
show me the future. Show me help. I need help. No. What we need is a sense of the recognition of the presence of the maker of all things who loves us and wants us just as we are, not as we should be. Because, you know, we often point the finger at ourselves and say, well, you should be this way. Or someone else points the finger, just points the finger or gives a look and says, you're not good enough. I don't know where you're stuck right now. But when I wake up every morning, I'm stuck. Because I know myself and I know the day. And I have no idea what's coming in the day, but there's plenty. That's not going to be fun to dance with, right? We do dance with a lot of these things. Sometimes when we wake up, thoughts come to us, and we are just weighed down. And we get up in the day, and we go to work, or we get up in the day and do the things we need to do, and it's like a shadow is on us. But you know, the scripture is true. The scripture is true. I will never leave you or forsake you. Okay? Um, little kids don't like the dark. Of course, we're we big people. We're, we're not bothered by the dark. Have you ever been walking in the dark and uh, you hear a, a snap behind you, a twig is breaking, and it sounds like a whole tree fell over, and you're ready to run, okay? But being an adult, controlled, capable of handling your life, you know, everything's fine. You start talking to yourself, that's bad. If someone heard you talking to yourself, they'd think, oh, yes, someone's following him, right. Well, I felt like there was someone. Don't even talk about it. Just, you know, stand there and go, okay, Jesus loves me. This I know. And if Jesus loves us, then as a little kid, we should be comfortable and just reach our hand up in faith and say, I don't walk alone. I'm never stuck because the ruler of the universe, the one who holds everything in place, is here for me, is here for you. No matter what you think is going on around you, nothing is real but Jesus. The only thing that is real is our maker. I woke up this morning at 7.36. I look over at the, the big clock we put next to my wife's bed, and it says 7.37. I set the, my alarm for 7.37, and I thought, I don't want that thing to ring and wake her up. So I peel out of there, I get over there on my iPhone, it says 736, and I went, yes! Put the code in, oh, didn't get it right, put the code in again. Thing opens up, there's the clock, get the clock. Don't have to listen to that noise. Sometimes there are alarms that come up on my thing instead of being the harp that I love to have wake me up in the morning. It's like, and I just, oh, no, run for the phone, you know? In the past, we could uh, just reach out and smash the clock, you know. Nah, we don't do that anymore. It costs too much to smash that thing. So, I don't know what your morning was like. I don't know what the waking moment of your morning was like. But we all have one thing in common. We wake up to the fact that we're breathing. At least we hope we do. Have you ever laid there and thought about how neat it is to be able to take a breath in and then just let it out and take it in and let it out. Someone has said as they've done some study on the word Yahweh that the word Yahweh is Yahweh. Adam was laying on the ground, inanimate clay. And over him 
was the face of the maker of this lump of clay that soon would open its eyes and take its first breath. And he looked at this man, his creation. Can you imagine what Adam saw first? His first breath, his eyes open. What did he see? A giraffe, of course. An elephant, you know. What is that thing anyway? No. No. He saw the only thing that's real. He saw Jesus. He saw the maker of all things, his maker, his creator, his sustainer, the breath, the breather. He breathed into Adam the breath of what? Life. In him was life, John says. And the life was the light of men. Adam opens his eyes and light comes in and he sees Jesus. That's the only way we can go into the day, enter the day, and go through the day. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck. A problem will come. You don't know what to do about that problem. Do not fix your mind on that problem. Problems don't exist. Jesus exists. In a moment, everything can change. There's a story in the Old Testament about a bunch of lepers outside of a city that was surrounded, and the city was being starved. And these lepers are out there, and they're going, finally they realize, you know what? <laughs> we ought to go down here to the enemy camp and surrender ourselves, you know, say, leper, leper, leper. Of course, maybe they'll run, but probably wouldn't. And maybe they'll feed us. We're going to die here anyway. Everybody else is going to die in there. They get down to the camp, and what do they find? Reality. They found reality. Reality was there are no enemies. There's only Jesus. And they have a banquet. <laughs> wow! Then they think, oh, what if these guys in there find out we're eating out here? This is not good. So they go knock on the door. They're going, lepers, uh, got some good news. Pull up a nice piece of French bread, lathered with nice butter, you know. A little bit of onion salt and garlic salt on it. Okay. They're on the inside, and they look, and the gates are swung open, and they say, there's no enemy here. They're gone. Reality is, God is in control. Amen. If reality to you and to me is that God is not in control, we are in problems that are deeper than ourselves. Amen. We cannot handle that. We were not made to handle that. We were made to do one thing. In the morning and throughout the day, breathe in and breathe out and see the face of Jesus. That's all there is that's real. Ever seen a little kid lost in a crowd? Mommy, 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 mommy. And you know that. Everybody kind of gets involved. Where's your mommy? I don't know. What's your mommy look like? What's she wearing? Mommy, mommy, my kids don't, you know, sit there and go, yes, my mommy was wearing this frilly dress, and it was a blue on the bottom and green on the top, and it had a little bit of paisley here and there. If a kid did that, you go, what? Now, little kids just go, Mommy, 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 or daddy, 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 daddy. And then, then you try and find mommy and daddy. You know? Pretty soon when that mommy or daddy hears that voice, nothing else matters if they are coming from love, right? If they know how to love and be loved, they only got one thing in mind. Drop the packages, drop the stuff, run. Okay? Jesus came from eternal time running to us. Adam experienced it. He wants us to experience it today. When you wake up in the morning, first thing, dear Jesus, I'm so glad you're here. Here am I. <laughs> Take me. Enter me today. Breathe into me, in other words. 
And throughout the day, help me remember that I'm only breathing because you're breathing into me. And when the day comes that I go, I want to be like Jesus. Father, into your hands I commend my breath. The word in the Greek is nephesh, not nephesh, pneuma. In the Hebrew, it's nephesh. In the New Testament Greek, it's pneuma, like a pneumatic tire. Okay? It's air in a tire. So when Jesus breathed out his spirit, that's old English. Greek is older than that, so it takes precedence, right? Okay? Jesus breathed out his breath. Where did he breathe it to? He submitted his life into the hands of his father. When he woke up as a little baby in that manger, he was laying there, and what do babies do when they first wake up? You want them to do that. Sometimes they have to convince a child, you know. Bam, probably Michael. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> now, come on, boy, breathe. <laughs> if his daddy was there, he'd be like, Michael, breathe. <sighs> okay? From the taking in of a breath to the breathing out of that last breath, we live in the hand of God. That's all there is. That's all that's real. But you know what makes it real is the maker of all things, Jesus. No Jesus, no life. Jesus, life. When we breathe in the morning, we need to be simple. Many times, some people are very organized, they have a little list, and they keep it right next to their bed. And they have a little light. Push the light on. They check the list, like, you know, read it once, read it twice. <laughs> I gotta get going. There's only one thing that's needful. I want to have you turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38 through 42. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. If you feel stuck, then maybe you are like one of these ladies who really felt stuck. In chapter 8 of John, there's a lady here, not named Martha, but a lady named Mary. And she had just been brought by a mob of men and thrown down at the feet of Jesus. And um, they said, here's what we found her doing. What should be done to her? Jesus did not say one word of rebuke or condemnation. He simply wrote in the clay. Oh, I mean the sand. The hand that formed Adam wrote in the clay dust that formed these people standing around this young lady. And he wrote in the dust an appeal. The appeal was, come unto me, all you, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And when they read it, they only saw what they needed to rest from. Instead of the maker of all things who was leaning over them, breathing on them. Life. And they got caught up in the place they were stuck instead of the one who could set them free. And so when they all left, this young woman was there, tears down her face, hopeless, helpless. The only one reality was, I'm going to die. 
And then Jesus says, woman, later in the garden, remember, at the tomb, he says, what? Mary. And she goes, oh, I know that voice. It is our privilege to do one thing in life, and that's getting to work at every day, every morning, getting to know the voice of Jesus. Amen. That's all there is to life. If you think life is a list, I'm sorry, you're stuck. If you think life is about your faults, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're stuck. But I have good news for you. There's one who bends over you in the morning and he breathes a breath into you and he says, Jessica, Brian. He says, Stephanie. He says, Isaiah. He knows your name. He knows my name. You know, it's, it's kind of sweet when people remember your name. I hate it when I forget someone's name. I have taught a lot of people, a lot of kids in school. One thing that causes me terror is when I have to go around a bunch of those kids. After years of being away from them, I'm going, oh Lord, help me remember that person's name. I was in a bank down in uh, our credit union down in Loveland one day and I was doing some business there. And I'm standing back away because it wasn't my business. I was working with someone, helping them. And I hear someone say, Pastor Egan! <laughs> First thing that comes to my mind, Lord, help me remember this name. <laughs> Turn around and look. That's one of my former students, and her name, is, her name then was Crystal Belts. I don't know what her last name is now. It's Crystal's first name. I'm just going, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so we talked for a little while. And then she says this, of course, this is always the, well, uh, she says, wow, you look just as young as you used to. And I'm just going, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I see in the mirror each morning. <laughs> but I could even get stuck on that, right? To her, I'm who I was. When we see Jesus, we're going to know that voice. We're going to know that face. There's a, a really neat quote. I'm going to have to dig it up. <laughs> and it was from the Spirit Prophecy. And one of the beautiful things about this is I love the ministry of angels. Angels love to be with you and me. And some of us go, and here's where we're stuck. Not me, someone else, but not me. Really? We are the children of God. I don't care what you think about yourself. I don't care what I think about myself. Jesus is not a liar. Amen. Behold what manner of love the Father has what? He kind of eked it out a little bit, you know, and you get a little crumb here and there. No. Has bestowed upon us that we should be called, what? Children of God. Wow. Children of God. I remember being a child. Still am. Because inside of me there is a little child, right? Little child who wants a parent. Little child who wants to be seen. Little child who wants help in problems. Remember Jesus in Eden bending over Adam. And when I open my eyes, if I will be still and know that he is God, the only thing that counts is seeing the face of Jesus. Now you say, well, that's nice. You're a pastor. That really works for you, doesn't it? You've got a lot of time. and I don't have a lot of time, you know. 
Life is busy. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. You know, pastors get stuck. Happens to everybody. Parents get stuck. We don't know what to do. That is the best place to be. Because then there's room for God instead of room for us. I got this figured out, <laughs> and you're stuck because you got this figured out. I got this figured out. Just give yourself two seconds. Satan's always planning for those next few seconds to break your confidence. There's only one place our confidence can survive, and that's in Jesus. And so in Luke 10, this girl who had been there with that group of men who had been appealed to by Jesus. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. But they wouldn't let it happen, and they pushed it away. Mary had nothing. <laughs> when you're facing death, you have nothing. Some of you may know that. Um, when that time comes, if you have never faced death, every time I go in for surgery, have you ever, how many have gone in for surgery? It's exciting, isn't it? Now, you'll probably be under for about three and a half hours. And if we have complications, maybe five. Five? When I can't be in control? What if I don't come out of it? You know, you go into a surgery not carrying much of your own stuff, right? Here's a rope for you. Well, it only covers the front. And you're going, really? They go, yep, that's all you'll need. <laughs> oh, good. So, some of you who've gone into surgery, have you ever checked through your important papers? And then realized should tell different people certain things and my keys to this or there and so on. Why? Because Aaron knows about this, see? Some people, they breathe out. Into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit. Yes? It's good to go through surgery because we learned that only one thing counts. It's waking up with the breath of God flowing into us and the light's coming on. And Jesus says, now, wait a minute. You know all that stuff where you're stuck? Let it go. All there is is me. All there is is me. Now let's move through life together. And this little girl went home because Jesus says, I don't condemn you. Neither do I condemn you. We're those who condemned you. I don't condemn you. Just don't separate yourself from your heavenly father anymore. Right? Go and sin no more. In other words, don't separate yourself from God anymore. Why? Because you can get stuck worse than you are now. Okay? So listen to this part. It's so cool. And this keeps perspective in its place. This is chapter uh, 10 of Luke, verses 38 through 42, but I want to especially focus on uh, 41 and 42. Now, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed them into her house. And she, she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted. Oops. I never am distracted by things in life. <laughs> I'm always in control. I have a list on my desk in the office. Hey, honey, can you come and help me? Uh, I can't open this can out here in the kitchen. Okay, I'll come just up. Jingle, jingle, jingle. <sighs> Got to take that call. But I have a list in there. 
And when the day ends and I go to sleep, <laughs> one thing's checked off the list. Man, if we live by lists, we're dead. Yeah? What is real is we walk through life with Jesus. He walks with me, he talks with me, right? He tells me I'm what? His own. That's all there is to life. And you go, no, 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 no. Have a living we have to make. Or some, some of us, we have a past. And the past is like a shadow that never leaves us. Do you know what? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. All of that was me. And I may have to face the consequences of that, which was me, correct? That doesn't go away. But every moment of every day, I can just breathe in, open my eyes, and in my mind, see Jesus on Calvary. And then in that moment, hear him say, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he says, now breathe in. At Calvary, he breathed into me life. He took my experience of breathing out his life. Making sense a little bit? I hope. It's easy for the one who's talking to think that they've really said what they've said, but the others don't. They're going, where is he going? So it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Serving is a good thing, right? Yep. And uh, she approached him and said, Lord, uh, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Hmm. See, cumin. <laughs> yes. Um, then Jesus says this. Well, of course, she says, therefore, tell her to help me. Now, I'm going to tell God what to do. Uh, by the way, God, uh, you need to have her come in the kitchen, my domain, and help me so I can serve these people. Wow. And she knew who Jesus was. She was growing into that. She felt so comfortable with Jesus. Can't we feel that comfortable with Jesus? Is that okay? Yeah. Then Jesus says to her, and he didn't go, <coughs> by the way, Martha, I hold the universe. I can put hot meal out for anybody, anytime. You don't even have to work in the kitchen. Just come out here and sit with me. <laughs> now, okay, verse 41. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Do you think he said, Martha, Martha, Martha? No, Martha. <laughs> I love you, Martha. You're so awesome. You really are. But you're stuck. You're worried and you're troubled about what? Many things. Now listen to this little phrase, and if you walk away from here and only have one phrase, listen. But one thing is needed. What? I have a whole list. One thing. No, 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 no. I have a lot of things on my mind. Yeah, yeah. Only one thing's needful. And what's it say? And Mary has what? There's the key, right? What you choose is what you get. Is that true? What you choose is what you get. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> you mean I don't have to be stuck? Yep. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to carry all this stuff. 
Only one thing is necessary. Have you ever <clears throat> tried to figure out how to break that habit? There was a man who was a millionaire, and before he died, he had willed to his son his millions. So when he died, <laughs> the boy came in. Okay, wait for the will to be read. Here's the way the will read. I will to my son all of my wealth. And he goes, yeah. That's what I was hoping for, but until I hear those magic words. But, oh, no, no, I knew my, my dad always, I hated those three letters woven into that one word. But, but, to receive the millions, what he must do is sit in a room for one hour a day, 365 days sequentially, for one hour in a room alone on a chair, for 365 days in a row. And if he breaks one day, starts again. Can you imagine how good he felt? Yes, that's going to be easy to sit there for an hour. For an hour. <laughs> yep. Do you think he accomplished that in his first year? Would you? Could I? I'm not doing so well as it is. Isn't that really what life is all about? Learning to be still and know that he is God and that I'm not God that he's my wealth and I'm not my wealth. See, look at this great Babylon that I have built. By the way, my name is on the bottom of each of those bricks that built that wall right over there. I met an evangelist one time who confessed his sin. He said, I, I took one of those bricks from Babylon and it does have the name of Nebuchadnezzar on the bottom. I thought, you shouldn't have confessed that sin. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. But it's really there. Every brick had his name on the bottom of it. He didn't have any ego problems. He had a major. He was ego. Name wasn't Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? So Mary has chosen what? The best part. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do I believe it? Yeah, in theory. You mean, you're telling me, since we're beginning a new year, and I know we're, this is the seventh day into it, right? That it would be, if you're going to inherit the millions, eternal life because it's a gift right he that hath the son hath life he that hath not the son of God hath not life it's not about trying to get it it's already yours you know breathe with me and get lightheaded you ever done that, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with him? Oh, don't worry. He'll be okay. <laughs> okay? Breathe in, breathe out. That's all there is. A little lady wrote one time, she said it would be well if we take a thoughtful hour each day meditating on what? My list next to the bed. Tuning my ear better to the call. How are you? Fine. You did that just to get my attention? Thank you for loving me that much. Okay? 
If we would take a thoughtful hour and you go, but I don't do so well with an hour. You know, I suggest something. In a sermon I gave 50 years ago in this church right here with my little blankie. I still use my blankie. I have a place that Jesus and I meet. And I must confess, I do get a drink of water first. Okay? But then I go into my room. And I lay that out, and I kneel there, and I listen. I need to hear the mind of Jesus for me for that day. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I get on my knees, and the next thing, something comes. I hear a doorbell ring, something happens, and I'm gone into the day. So what? I'm not counting. You know, we don't have to count, right? I'm getting now, so when I wake up, I'm thinking about Jesus. That's not points. Do you follow? It's not points. It's like when I wake up at night and my wife's, she's there and I can hear her. Wow. When we had our firstborn, Cammy, I remember, never had a kid before. Scary. Have you ever, ever been around a little baby and you look to see if their chest is going... And nothing is visible. <laughs> I, went, I went over that bassinet many times. Get really low and careful and close. Look and listen. And when they had their nose all snotty and everything like that, it's no big deal. <laughs> you know, then you try to clear the airways. But sometimes it, is, it was so scary because my love was so great because this was my child and I know the two of you understand that and there are some others here now who have this awesome privilege of going over and listening putting your hand on their body are they breathing yeah. do you think that Jesus ever does that to us He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. True? Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm going to read it to you from this. Uh, it's called the Clear Word Bible. Uh, verse 40 through 42. On this occasion, Martha was uh, extremely rushed, trying to get uh, food together for all the hungry men. She finally went to, the, to Jesus to complain about her sister who just sat there listening. Naughty, naughty. Mustn't do. <laughs> listening. Martha said, Lord, don't you care anything about how much work it takes to feed all these men? Um, the least you can do is to tell my sister to help me. Jesus looked at Martha and I think he looked at her with kindness that was so overwhelming, it broke through her busyness, through her stuckness. Jesus looked at Martha with understanding. Does he look at you with understanding? Does he look at me with understanding? That's what keeps me going. Do I look at me with understanding? Do I accuse myself? That's the nature of humans. We keep a running record of all the stupidity, dumb choices, bad things said, attitudes, things behind the brain that nobody hears. Yeah. Jesus looked at Martha with understanding, said, Martha, Martha, you are helpful to everyone in need. And you're going to get great, you're going to great lengths to feed us and make us comfortable. But there's more, uh, there are more important things than food and comfort, 
Mary came to me because she recognized her need. What can I bring to Jesus? Silver, gold, myrrh, frankincense. Only one thing. <laughs> My need. Mama, 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 daddy, daddy, daddy. You know, kid lost in this maze of people. That's the best I can bring to Jesus. If we get that, life becomes less complex. Don't ever grow up. Let me try that again. Don't ever. If you grow up, you're really in trouble. You need to be a little kid. Because the Bible says, if you will enter the kingdom of God, you must become. It doesn't mean a child. Because sometimes kids can get into stuff. It means a little tiny kid, a little breather. Okay? And it says, um, lost what I want. But one thing is needed. Now, I had put two stories in, and I'll just wrap up the point here. Moses is in the wilderness, he's stuck. How old is he? 80. God says, you're ready. I'm going to use you to deliver millions of people from big old grumpy, rough, bearded, body odor, ogre pharaoh. Who can say to anybody once, take him out, finish him off. Take his breath away. So here's Moses. He longs to help his people. And what's he get to do? Mess around with sheep and goats. And he may just be looking at 80. Yeah. Here comes Millie. And there's Hector. And there's Horace. Hector and Horace are going for it. Bam! Yep, that's the way it works. Do it again, guys. This is distraction. <laughs> What are you going to do in a desert place? Now, God distracts him. What does he see? A bush that doesn't burn. Some of those desert bushes are so fragile, there's really not much to them. Hit him with a flame. Look at the pile of ashes. He knew. Probably when he was younger, he tried to figure out how long it took to burn one of these things. If it's three feet by four feet by two six feet high. How long does it take? Well, that doesn't take much time. Didn't have a watch, so he just had, kind of had a good thing in his head going. So, he says, I'm going to turn aside and I'm going to figure out what that is. What is that? And he gets there and what's he hear? A voice. What's the voice say? I know you. I know you. Moses. Moses. Does he know your name? Hmm? Yeah. This year, listen for him calling your name. Yeah, Pastor Egan Wright. Yes. I mean that. Be still and know that he is God and let him talk to you because he knows your name. He really does. And um, he says, take off your sandals. In other words, get on your knees, recognize who I am. Begin the day you set up a place, even if it's just to kneel down and say, God, I'm yours, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes you'll get to stay longer. But when you're there long enough, eventually it gets so that being there is kind of neat because you start hearing his voice. May take a year. What? A year? Yep, may take a year. I'm just telling you, it takes time. I didn't get to know my wife in a year. 
It's taken 50 years plus. I know her better and better, and she's such a neat person, and she and I are best friends. So every morning, consecrate yourself to God in, that morning, in the morning. Make this your very first work. Kneel down. Then when you get up, if you have to get up quickly, fine. If you can only start with three minutes, fine. If you can start with just the act of kneeling, Satan is so agitated and frustrated. And if your day goes bad, yes! You just smack the harness nest, right? And they're no fun to smack. Smack a harnet's nest. They do not think it's funny. <laughs> Demons do not like to have us get on our knees and ask Jesus to come in to us that day. So if your day goes bad, yes! I don't like it, but yes. And so Moses sees God's glory and his brilliance and hears him talk to him and then God says oh by the way got a job for you Moses goes no 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 nope Aaron it's okay it's okay last verse I want to read with you take it into this week take it into this year it's in Mark chapter 1 verse 35 please this is about Jesus. This is the way Jesus survived. This is the way Jesus survived. So this is the way we can survive. Chapter 1 of Mark, verse 35. Now in the morning, I'm not telling you what to do. For some of you, you don't wake up until noon. You drag that thing called your body out into life, and about noontime you wake up. Okay, if that's when you wake up. But I suggest when you first get out of bed, slide onto your knees. If that's all you do, bend the knee. Okay? Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, and some of you go, not, it is not going to happen. Ever. Okay. Okay. When you wake up, breathe in Jesus' face. Breathe in Jesus' look at you. A long while before daylight, he went out, departed to a busy place. He loved to be in the middle of the crowd, it was a joy to be stimulated. He went to a solitary place, and there he looked up into the face of his God, breathed into the, his nostrils, into his lungs, and into his mind the thoughts of God for him that day. So all day, when his father would say, Jesus, turn to the right. Oh, okay. Turn to the left. Stagger on the stage. What is the Christian life all about? Breathing in the life God gives you in his presence. Let's pray. We are entering a year and the war will intensify. As Seventh-day Adventists, we believe that you are coming, Jesus, because the great advent of our uh, maker who breathed life into Adam will soon breathe life into the Adam resurrected, into all the dead who rest in Christ. They'll rise first. They'll breathe in that first breath of air, and they'll look up and see the face of Jesus. Not because they are good, but because of who they had bonded themselves to, whose voice they had learned to listen to. And we who are alive and remain, we're going to hear the voice of Jesus, and he's going to call us by name. And then we'll rise up in the air, 
to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall ever be with the Lord. This Sabbath is a, a big piece of what we can have each day. Breathing in the sense of the presence of God. And you, Jesus, have said, the Sabbath was made for man. So thanks for making time. You've set it apart for us. Help us to move into this day, the rest of it, breathing in, looking at the face of Jesus, breathing out, walking into the world, breathing in, looking at the face of Jesus, and walking out into the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know you hold us right now. Help us to see your face more and more and more and hear your voice calling and saying, this is the way, walk in it. And then above all, hearing our name being called Autumn, Jenny, Robert, You know, each one of us, help us be attuned to hear that and to rest into the love that it expresses. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. This morning, it's not to me, not to the church. The only thing that exists is Jesus. The Father, Holy Spirit, yeah. Don't let me confuse things, but you know what I'm saying. Our maker is Jesus. Just do one thing. You came here, you took a risk to come here today, right? All of Satan's host looks at you and says, right, just wait till the week comes. We'll make them pay. <laughs> Simple thing you need to do, which is the hardest thing to do, is in the morning, when you wake up first thing, if you need to roll out of bed and that makes it work, that's your place. Roll out of bed and kneel there. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Possess me. There are those who worship Satan who say, possess me, and they get possessed. Why should they have the corner on that? Jesus, possess me. For me, I love to go on my study lay down my blanket, which is holy ground, kneel down, put my head on the chair, take me, fill me today, possess me, in Jesus' name. Please consider doing that. That's the only thing you need to do. It puts you on a side instantly, just like that. You do not have to be on the other side. <laughs> stupid side, the distracted side, the stuck side. Jesus has given us the privilege. Bend the knee. So, I'm going to ask you to do that in this way. When you go home today, decide on a place. If it's when I roll out in the morning out of bed, that's where I'm going. And you go, I can't get out unless I get some slippers on. Well, then put your slippers on and on the knee, right? If it's some other place, fine. If it's you got to hold the hand of Jesus by taking the Bible and say, this is your hand, Jesus, I'm hanging on to it. Don't make it long. It'll get longer, I promise you. But just be super simple. You're little kids, right? Right, right, right. Never grow up. Be a little kid. Let's pray. Father, I'm so glad your kids are here today. I'm glad to be one of them. We can't wait to uh, go play in heaven. Till then, um, we just want to do the simple thing that makes all the difference in the world. Just get on our knee. Get on our knees. And ask you to fill us moment by moment that day. So what I'm doing is I'm standing in for everybody right now and I ask you to put your protection around them so they can get this habit started. And if they goof up and fail and don't get it done one time, 
Na, 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 na. Kick Satan out and help them to start again. We got 360, whatever it is, less days, not even 60. Uh, help us like that rich man who learned how to be rich by becoming poor of some time and learning to sit still and know you. Thank you very much for holding everybody here today. Bless us as we go home. In Jesus' name, amen.